This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents. Today, we have multiple inside real agencies, multiple agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. I'm your host, Jason Cass. And today we have, I'm not going to say a lot of people, we have a plethora of people on here because I've got me, the, the most important I'm talking. We also have Nicholas Ayers, Will Shaw, Preston Schmidley, and Mick Billy. Uh, I think you guys probably all know them. If you don't, you're getting ready to meet them, and you're going to find out that they are a joy to have. So, gentlemen, welcome, everybody. Yo, yo, yo. What is, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? And I don't think I heard anything from Will, right? How we doing? Yeah, I'm here. Damn. Right. Jesus. <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Let's go. You know, baritone in the and the you know the Motown. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, but anyway, he's, so. he's that one guy. He's that one guy from Boys to Men who's always talking <laughs> to baseball. Exactly, exactly. That That's dude carried that group. <laughs> it totally did. Babo, babo. But yeah. So, um, so gentlemen, thank you very much for coming. Um, really, really excited to have you guys. Uh, you know what have you guys been doing? I mean, I have Nicholas. It's been a while. Let's see. When's the last time? I don't think any of you guys have been on since probably last year. I know Nicholas was on a couple times. Preston, I can't remember the last time you were on. Yeah, we um, we, we so. were on uh, we were on a little bit ago, um, about probably oh, yeah. six months ago, and then and then we had that thing where it was Nick, me, you. I think yeah. Wes was on there, and uh, that was about a year ago. Yeah, that was uh, Christmas of 2018. Can you yeah. believe that? Can you yeah. believe that? That's, dude, time flies, man. Um, time flies when you're having fun and you're sexy. Is me. So, yeah, I feel like this is going to be improv night and not a podcast. This doesn't sound like this is just going to be a no. bunch of friends making jokes. No, no, no. Well, it possibly is going to be a lot of that. I would definitely say that. But no, I mean, it's really kind of hard because if I go through all my questions that I normally do, it, it's going to make for a very long opening. Not only that, if you guys don't know, my loyal listeners definitely know, but for all, all you other people on this thing, Preston holds the record. For the longest opening, I always say, oh. you know, take us back to diapers, you know, high school, bring us forward to where you are now, get it in about three to five minutes. His was 47 minutes. He had a 47 minute opening. I'm not joking with this. you. I don't believe this. Preston, Preston being <laughs> long winded, I can't believe it. Yeah, that was the longest, Nick. We can't, we can't all hold the record you hold, okay? I'm here, I'm here for the uh, duration, okay? It was like an hour and a half podcast, but anyways. Um, so, so, you know, I mean, so what I want to do is I just want to make it really, really obvious out into the fact that, uh, you guys have been coming together to try to make something 
uh, happen in the industry and me being kind of closer friends to you than maybe some of the other people are out there. I know a little bit more stuff going on, but not much, but I know this Will Shaw busts onto the screen, onto the scene. He comes back by, you know, Land Jill and you guys and um, and I and I know he's on. I'm not sitting here talking like he's not here. Well, we know you're on, but but you just come out and you come with this better agency, which I think uh, solves a lot of problems. It doesn't solve all problems. Nothing does. And then I noticed that uh, you know Nicholas talking with you, you are just like Cass. Like this thing is doing things that my stack has went from you know ten to three. You didn't say that, but it was something just like that. I mean, I'm using less stuff and than Preston and. Anytime McBilly gets on something, I know he was maybe the major factor to push Preston, which means that it's usually good because McBilly's good. We just don't know about Preston sometimes. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, so, so anyways, I just, I mean, tell us, Nick, uh, no, uh, you know, Will, Will, tell us whoever wants to talk. Tell us where you guys are and what you guys are doing, where you guys have been and where you guys are going with Better Agency. Well, Cass, you like to talk, so we'll uh, we'll let you take the mic on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except I know nothing about what you guys' plans are, but yeah, go ahead. Will, yeah. why, don't, why don't you take that one? That's a good question for you, Will. Yeah, so, I mean, I can speak to a little bit about where we've been and where we're planning to go. I mean, Sweet. This, has been a, this has been a project for us now for a little over a year um, is when this, when this started and you know, we were kind of in the infancy in 2019, just building this and, you know, kind of releasing it. And there's a pretty cool story that I can let, you know, Presser and Nick, you know, lead into on, you know, how I kind of started rolling this out last summer um, and kind of what we were working on. It was some interesting timing, but, you know, the goal was my experience working in the insurance industry was, could we create, you know, software that started combining one, two, three, four different pieces of software that was common for insurance agents, start putting into one platform and start solving just different problems for insurance agents. I, I just kind of felt like everything was kind of a Band-Aid solution, if that makes sense. So that was a, the initial goal of when we started creating better agencies. Could we just make a better software, better insurance agency, and make it more streamlined uh, to make it a little bit easier to be an insurance agency in today's in today's realm, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Let me give you. Let me get, make an addition. I, I I should have said this to my loyal listeners. They are not a sponsor of agency intelligence. They may be in the future, but they're not right now. They, um, I'm not getting paid for them to be on here. I'm not getting paid if you buy their product. What it is, is, is a bunch of group of my friends, happen to be some really close friends, who literally love this system. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm going to bring them on. And what I want to do is, after we find out about the system, is connect some of the things the system does, not to hype up the system, but things that the loyal listeners can do um, with some of your guys' marketing genius, with Facebook ads and some of the YouTube yeah. stuff that's going on. So to all my loyal listeners, we're going to connect it with that. Anybody want to add anything on the better agency thing, though? Yeah, it was, it was actually cool, Jason, uh, you know, the where we was talking about that, the story of how that started. The, um, you know, McBilly, Nick, and I had a uh, mastermind for 30 agencies last, what was that, Nick? Was that June? It was in June. In Sacramento, yeah. And that I was an amazing that. event. And we wanted to have a guest speaker at it. And, you know, Will Will had previously built out um, my Infusionsoft setup. <clears throat> and so I was like, you know what? Having an automation specialist there would be cool. So, I, you know, I talked to McBilly and Nick about that. And we were all like, yeah, that'd be fun. So figured, let's bring Will there. 
And so Will was, uh, Will presented on automation and he actually, it was funny because he presented on this thing, uh, this platform called at the time InsureTech. And so it was something that I was like, well, that's actually pretty cool. And, uh, and so he, he was talking about some of the things that he was working on building and, and some of the things that, that, uh, he was planning for InsureTech to do. And, uh, so I was really into it. It was a really cool thing. Uh, everybody was really excited for it. And then, uh, event ended a few months go by and I didn't really hear anything about it again. And then Chris did this webinar for, uh, you know, better agency and, uh, Chris Langell and, and, uh, at advisor evolved. Yeah, and, um, he, uh, he did this webinar. I was like, dude, this platform's sick. So I hopped on this, this, uh, platform. I think this was, I don't know, maybe October. I hopped on this platform and then I, and then when I got in, I saw Will there. I was like, wait, <laughs> bro. Like, so when we were finally in, I was like, did you create this? And he's like, yeah. I was like, what happened? And so apparently there was like some trademark <laughs> or there was some, some name stuff behind InsureTech that happened. Um, and so <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I mean, wow. I don't know why we didn't really talk much about it after that. I'm sure he was busy as hell working on it, you know, but it was kind of funny because he had started creating this platform and we were excited about it at our event. And then a few months went by and then he had this this you know complete release of of better agency and uh, it was just kind of cool to see that come full circle and I didn't even know about it until until uh, Chris had his webinar thingy but um, yeah man it, it was really cool to see him release that uh, because it's been uh, I mean just the movement on it was it's been so fast and uh, um, so so awesome so fast so yeah he did a great job at 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 you know getting that started and everything. Yeah, he did. And 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 and, uh, and and Nick, I mean, what are some of your thoughts on on this system? I mean, I know you've been really, really vocal about this and uh, really out there beating the drum. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts echo a lot of uh, kind of what Preston hinted at. I mean, the I, I jumped on. I want to say right, right when I, that same day that uh, Chris Langell did his uh, his webinar for it, and I immediately saw. Here's what I saw in October. I saw a system that was. 75 65% of what I was doing 70% of what I was doing now but I saw the ceiling on it uh, so much higher uh, I was on an active campaign and I'd utilize all these other systems to kind of Frankenstein what I say uh, systems together whether it was ring central my VoIP whether it was my management system whether it was uh, you know slack all, all these things that, that we use and I said okay this is 70% of what I what I what I have now but it can it could be 150% of what I needed to be very, very soon. And Will's responsiveness uh, and, uh, you know, his ability to kind of make something that was going to be great. And so what 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 we are wanting to do now is we, we see the, the problems in our industry. We see what agents struggle with because we've been there. We do that. It's it's our it's our battle. It has been the battle for for years. And that that Pandora's box of being able to uh, make things talk to one another and make our lives easier, faster, better. Uh, that's what we need. You know, I went from years ago, I went from Infusionsoft to Active Campaign, and uh, both are great systems, but both require a certain amount of mental horsepower and friction in order to make work. What I liked about Better Agency, what I continue to like about Better Agency, is the ability to essentially grease the tracks of my brain and my team's brain so that we can be more aerodynamic, uh, so that we can actually get things done in a way that. Um, is efficient and effective. You know, there, there are, there are, there are systems out there that 
you know, that are built like Ferraris. Um, you, you know, they are so the, just underneath the hood. I mean, they're so intricate. They're so um, they're so powerful, right? The horsepower on mm-hmm. some of these systems that are out there are great. But, you know, I don't need the Ferrari to go pick up a loaf of bread from the grocery store. I don't that's need right. that. What I need is I need something that's I, I'd rather I'd rather move fast and be effective and powerful in getting things done in execution than having to need a computer science degree or an engineering degree in order to make you know things talk. I'm not Neo from the Matrix or whatever that guy is who sits behind the screens <laughs> and looks at the ones right. and zeros. I'm not that person, and neither are most insurance agents. And I think that's what true. we've done in the industry is we've made these products and these systems that require such a level of complex uh, complex thought that we get lost and we get wrapped up in, you know, being able to do this. I see sometimes people post uh, things online and they're just these maps, these mind maps of all these different sequences and fields. And I go, dear God, all you needed to do was shoot them an email and a text and give them a phone call. Like you didn't need all this nonsense. Um, but and that's what we've made it. That's what we've done. We've fallen in love with the complex systems and, and we've fallen out of love with <laughs> being things done and being effective. Mm-hmm. And so what I like about better agency where, and where it's going, what we're excited about here in just in the next 30, 60, 90 days is, you know, as fast as it's come along in the last 12 weeks, we know in the next 12 weeks beyond this, uh, we're going ludicrous speed. Uh, I don't know if you've seen space balls, but we're going ludicrous speed uh, into uh, some, some really cool stuff. And uh, what's, what's been a real funny to watch is, you know, uh, there, there are lots of p- systems and platforms out there that have been around for years, Jason. Years, years. Every month, people mm-hmm. pay them money. Every year, they're they're an expense line on someone's profit and loss. Every year, agents have invested hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into these systems, and it's been funny watching, um, you know, what we've been able to do in twelve weeks and 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 really, you know, since October really is, uh, watching these systems now start to step their game up and start to try to, uh, run, run the race. And, uh, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a great thing. You know, I I love, I love free mark, the free market. And I think that anytime we can, if we can get all boats to rise, that's great. But I, you know, I, 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 I know that with what we have working on, there's just, uh, there's just really good things to come. Well, so one, let me go ahead, Preston. Yeah, one one thing just to tie on to that, because uh, I mean, I was frustrated in the same way Nick was. It's interesting because there's a there's a psychological concept called complexity non confront, and uh, human humans have a tendency to it, when when faced with something that they find uncomfortable or, or or that they view as conflict, they make it more complex so that they can avoid confrontation, and uh, and so. I find that what Nick was talking about with the working on automation systems and stuff, you've kind of, I don't know if you've seen it, Jason, I'm sure you have actually at this point, but a lot of insurance agents have decided to be kind of quote unquote, become automation specialists uh, probably because they at some level find it more entertaining than selling insurance. But it's like, it it allows them, that level of complexity allows them to uh, avoid the real, the real issue, which is you need to connect with more people. And so the cool thing about that, that just to tie in what Nick was saying is, um, you don't have to, there's no comfort, there's no, nothing to confront anymore. It's just, you know, you can kind of get back to the roots of the simple sell insurance, like kind of how it used to be, you know? Right. It, you're very much so now, now here's where, um, to clear, clear some stuff up. We have CRMs, um, we have agency management systems. We have these different <clears throat> things. I noticed you guys have taken along that where a lot of people think that you're trying to become your own management system. Um, maybe you are or not. You can dis- you can uh, you can discuss that. But I noticed you've actually started connecting with management systems like Hawksoft. 
Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious, like where, where's your, where's your roadmap the, on that? The titles, Jason, on that too, I think this is, I mean, they can talk more to the future of that, but I, I think it's kind of interesting because we're at a time too. I don't think the titles uh, are appropriate anymore. Like they're outdated, Agreed. you know, the Agreed. CRM, it's like, okay, like it, it, it's a, it's bastardized, but B, it holds no weight or meaning anymore. Uh, and, and if you asked anybody what a CRM means, you ask 10 different people, you'll get 10 different definitions, but then an AMS, it's like, well, is it really managing the agency anymore? Does it really give you what you need as an agency owner, right? And so it's like, it, it's kind of it's kind of shitty to have to even call it one or the other because I don't think it's I don't think it's a CRM and I don't think it's an AMS. I think it's a, a, a much more dynamic and uh, um, forward thinking uh, concept, you know. And I know that you you work with other people too that are like that, right? It's like we're not trying exactly. to play in a box. We're trying to we're trying to break the walls down. Um, and that's, and that's the cool thing about you is, is you're always trying to do that too. Um, you know, and so that's really what it is. I don't think CRM and AMS really apply. We haven't created a new definition yet, but, uh, um, right. You know, neon is the same way. Neon is the same way. Yeah. I I mean, like you're just alluding to Sydney Rowe and them talk about the same thing that like, it's the hardest question they get is so like, how are you compared to other agency management systems? And it's like, well, that's like night and day, right? We're not, we're not even trying to, we're not even trying to compete there. Um, it's just, we're creating a better thing. Let me ask you this then. So rather than going and getting your own Ivan's download to connect directly in, is that a possibility or is your thought, no, let's just connect in with people who already have management systems, let them download it and use our system in conjunction? Well, well the other on that, Jason, I mean, I think this is the more important thing because if somebody has an AMS, we're because like our goal is to make agents' lives easier at this point, right? right? It's like if we're requiring you to migrate off what you already have from an AMS, I don't think in a short term we're doing you a favor. You know what I mean? Because now you have to deal with AMS by data or any of that. And so, you know, I don't know that we have any uh, immediate goal right now. Um, You know, I'll let Will and Nick talk more about that. But I I don't think we have an immediate goal right now to be an AMS um, just because it's like it's it's easy to for us. It would it would be easy for us to be like, guys, we're going to you know, we're going to do everything we can right now to be an AMS. It's like, eh. I mean, there's so many other problems we can solve that you could, you know, like I don't want you to have to fight a new battle for your you know, to get all of that information out of your AMS and migrate it and all that. It's like, not, that's not really a favor. That's just adding work to your plate. And so, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I think that there's a level where we have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, just focus on our strengths right now. And, uh, and, and the goal is to not cause hurdles for agents. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the perspective that we come from. McBilly, uh, kind of, you know, what are what are your thoughts on some of this? I know you're kind of the quiet one of the of the group, <laughs> but when you speak, you hold you hold weight with your with your words. I'm excited to to get your thoughts about this venture and 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 your you know thoughts about everything. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. So it, it was actually interesting, um, kind of talking about how this all came about, you know, um, this was, you know, kind of like what the uh, McBilly, McBilly. Hey, are uh-huh. you guys hearing that? Are you guys hearing his yeah, thing? Your, cut your out? Mic is choppy, McBee. Yeah. Your, your mic's oh, choppy. You guys, is it choppy? Yeah. Try okay. switching your audio source and then switch it back. Yeah. Something. Okay. Okay. Good. I thought that was me. My bad. Let's see. Oh, your it might be your internet signal actually, McBilly, cause even your video is a little can, laggy. Can, um, can you guys hear me? Is it better? No, I can't. No, I can't. 
It's okay. Try to try to try to get it fixed. Uh, okay. No um, so in it, so 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 it's no problem. No, no problem. See, once again, he tries to talk, and the poor guy gets like literally muted. Uh, so 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 for all you guys don't know, McBilly and uh, Preston are really good partners on the on. Uh, on the backside through some of their other things through good, good vibes and stuff like that. So, so, so let me ask you this, like, um, I was talking with, uh, an agent and talking about, I want to get your guys's feeling on content overload. It just seems like, man, it's like everybody has finally listened to, to, Nick and to everything that everybody's been talking about with video and now everybody's doing video and there's so much out there now and I'm hearing agents push back and say I want to do it but this is my thought and some of these agents really are not they're not using it as an excuse they're really not like they are putting together a plan to do this and they're thinking how can I stick out what are your some thoughts about that everybody's got their own video thing now not at all who's everybody are we talking uh, the industry? Are we talking the people closest in closest proximity to them? I mean, who are they comparing themselves to? Because I look around. I mean, you could throw a stone in any direction and find plenty of people that are lucky to have a website, bro. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I mean, I think I think there's an element, you know, especially if people are coming from IAOA or your group. I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about a, a, a small sample size of agents that care about being top of their game. Um, but if you look at the industry as a whole um, – most people are struggling just to to be present in their family while running a business if we're being honest true very true so i think that they're comparing it's like that's like me being like man i'm not very good at football but then i look at nfl players as a comparison it's like well no shit (laughs) you know and so it's like if i were to compare myself to other people who don't work out i'd be like well i'm actually probably not bad at football in that crowd that's true that's true. That's true. So it's a it's a different perspective of who you see because, like you just said to me, if I wanted to create a podcast or a video uh, a vlog for my community or even for a niche that I'm part of, nobody else is, right? right. I would be the only one. So that makes a lot of sense. That that really does make a lot of sense. I, I mean, I obviously, like Nick can speak higher to that because he's the YouTube guy. Uh, and that's his specialty is doing you know like what I would say more of like viral marketing and video marketing and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure he sees a lot more of that than I do, but it's like, you know, just from the marketer perspective, there the opportunity is abundant. So I think it would be a limiting belief and an excuse to be like, man, everybody's doing it. And eh, who's everybody? Because that's not true. I like that. I like that. Anybody have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think I, here's what I think. I do think that more people are doing video and content today than they were six months ago, twelve months ago. I think I think you'll see a, an uptick. I think both both perspectives are true. Uh, not enough people are doing it, and to Preston's point, uh, and then to your point, more people are doing it. Uh, so I, I definitely see an uptick in that. But you know, we we see that with everything. We see that I'm sure you can go back uh, thirty years, forty years, uh, however long. And somebody will say, man, uh, I feel like I have the corner on the market because I'm doing ads in the yellow pages. And then a few years go by and more people are doing ads in the yellow yeah. pages. All of a sudden it looks like, man, the insurance section of the – I remember, Jason, in 2005 when I got in the insurance space, like yellow page advertising was still like the thing. Hot. And the, the insurance section of any – when we would get the yellow page books delivered to our door – we would always go to the insurance section because we wanted to see our ad. And the insurance section of the yellow pages was thicker than the yellow pages are right now <laughs> in 20. 20- 
20. Like that's, there was more pages in the insurance section alone. And so it got to this place where more people doing it. Then Facebook came along where the internet came along. And then it was very few people were doing Facebook ads. Now everybody's doing Facebook ads and more people, again, everybody's subjective, mm-hmm. but more people, you look around and more people are doing it. We look around now with video, it's the same thing. So it's not anything new. Like there's nothing new under the sun here. People True. are slow to adopt. The people that adopt first typically see the best results and they continue to gain that real estate in that positioning game of being known as that that person. Um, I think it's a good thing. What you're going to see now is you have to see separators. You have to see what how people – so when when – a hundred percent. We'll just use that term. When a hundred percent of people do something, who is going to do that that thing now better than the rest? And there's always going to be things that you're going to be able to elevate, whether it's in how you do your video, whether it's in how you how you write your scripts, how you present yourself, all those things. And so I, I definitely think I think it's a good thing that more people are doing it. I think more people can do it and should do it. And, you know, with what we have going on in the world today with current events, you know, people are suddenly finding more of a necessity to do it, which I think, um, uh, you know, necessity, uh, the, the necessity brings out that that in people, which I think is good. Um, but to Preston's point, not, not enough people are doing it. And I think, you know, you go into a quiet room, if there's a if there's thousands of people quiet in a room, you know, the few that make the loudest noise are going to be heard. And so it sounds like there's noise happening. True. But in reality, there's more people who aren't doing it than there are doing it. You remember um, you remember when uh, you, you mentioned the yellow pages there? It's funny. This this takes me back uh, quite a while. But like, people used to fight over like alphabetical order in the yellow pages. Like there was A insurance agency and he was like, oh, and then there was double A insurance agency and he jumped them and he was like, oh, and then triple A insurance agency came out. And then that one dude came out from the Price is Right and he was like, A1 insurance. And he just yeah. cut them all out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, to that point, there's just, there's nothing new. Right. And, okay. and I, I, do I, I, I think video is different than, most of the mediums I and mean, it's different than the than the uh you know video is not really a mechanism like the yellow pages are it's not really a mechanism like um direct mail even why video what does that is some, mean well you think you, these these are specific tactics right these are specific uh specific ways of doing something i'm specifically advertising in the yellow pages like that's a very specific niche sure. thing okay whereas i think video is uh, going to take on many different forms, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on the next <laughs> thing, right? Video is something that is just a form of communication now, That's and true. it's gonna it's going to be bigger than the pure mechanism of doing one specific tactic. The, the tactics in which you use video, i.e., YouTube ads or Facebook ads, those are those are specific mechanisms. But there'll be things in the next twenty years where you're still using video of some sort because it's the only way to really scale until they come out with holograms, which again is, you know, still video that it's still going to be a method of communication to deliver message and to deliver content. So I think we're actually releasing hologram, uh, the beta release in Q3. Of this we, year. we are not doing that. We are not. Doing that. <laughs> uh, and so, I, and so I think it's good. I think overall it's good. I think it could be better uh, as far as people making content. More people should no reason not to. How many how many levels of of marketing and the different not how many levels from a high level how many different types of marketing are there meaning I just heard you talk Preston about um, you said viral and then you said something else marketing if you're doing that type like well, what type are there and what do those look like in the minds of somebody who doesn't get this stuff I mean to be honest Jason let's 
this is all kind of a subjective definition. Like I, I called it viral marketing. I don't know that that's a right because like there's like you, you might hear these broad terms like influencer marketing, viral marketing. Uh, I think the only real two ones that I would actually put weight on that aren't kind of a subjective experience would be disruptive advertising. And it would be because marketing itself is a broad term, right? Within right. marketing, there is. is advertising, which is paid. And then there's more like branding type stuff like to, to let me let me clarify this. Hanging um, like door hangers on apartment complexes is uh, is a type of marketing. I wouldn't call that advertising, though, if that makes sense. True. So, yep. so there's a def, uh, definition difference there. Um, the I would say there's disruptive and then there's search. Right. The, th- the difference is uh, like, for instance, McBilly and I, Good Vibe Squad, we focus heavily on disruptive advertising because our you're not necessarily like, for instance, if we're running ads for a lender or whatever, we're not you're not necessarily going on Facebook to try to find a, a house or a mortgage. Right. So we're our, our goal is to, to have hyper specific data and get in front of the people that are most likely to take that like action right whereas with what a lot of nick does and some with youtube and stuff there's a lot of disruption that you can do still with it so i'm not trying to say he doesn't do disruptive marketing but google assets google youtube those kind of things he does a lot of what i would consider more of a search-based marketing right and so that's like there's an intent differentiation and so people are actually going on to the google assets searching for a certain thing um, like, like Nick always says, can I, how do I, you know, like he has a really good way to break that down. Uh, I, I don't have that memorized, but, um, people are going on to Google assets to look for very specific things. So it's a different type of market, um, from an intent level. Um, both are very powerful and I don't think one's better than the other. And, and I think that it's actually one plus one equals three. If you know yeah, how to they're both needed, <laughs> they're both needed. I, I use search-based marketing because I'm not a very good salesperson. And so I need something that's going to give me a, uh, an easier path to the sale. Right. So and I think bias. there's – can you guys hear me now? It is better, right? Yeah, much better. Okay. Yeah, so um, I think the uh, – to, to piggyback on that, you know, there, there, are, um, there are like pros and cons. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like your, your mic is still wigging okay. out there, McBilly. Hey, Jason, question for you. Is it possible for McBee to bounce out of the call and, and pop back in just to test out the software side of that? Jason? Well, it looks like we're running the show now. All right, no, guys. I apologize. I apologize. There was an ambulance coming I am by. The, so I am I, the captain now. You know, that would be that would be dangerous. Actually, little listeners, that would be fun. I'm out. See ya. No, the, uh, the, there was an ambulance coming by. I had to mute. Make, um, uh, yes, McBilly can pop out and come right back in. Yes. Okay, cool. let me try that. Yeah, try that, McBilly. Yeah. So, no, and 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 you were saying something. Um, McBilly came in, and Nicholas, I think you were saying something. If not, yeah. I want I want to I want to ask you a question about what you said. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was just basically just mentioning. You know, Preston was talking about disruptive and and what I would call intent, more intent based marketing as opposed to search. I think is a better term for it. There's there's a different level of intent behind it, and so I prefer. I think they're both needed. They're both required. Uh, I prefer intent based marketing because I'm not very good at sales, and I and I'm willing to admit that. I so I need that, the easiest path to the sale as possible. That's what I want to ask about. What does that mean? That you're not a very good salesperson. Well, I'm just not. I mean, if you were to, uh, you know, if, if you were to, uh, 
if 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 I were to sit down in an interview with somebody that I you know who's a a really seasoned sales trainer, and they would say, okay, these are the do's and don'ts of sales. These are the do's and don'ts of objection handling. These are the do's and don'ts of finding the deeper reasons. Uh, all those things, like from a like a pure mm-hmm. sales trainer standpoint, um, I would fail. I just wouldn't do very good. Uh, char- charisma and the ability to talk is not does not equal sales skills. Okay. Um, you know, when people say, you know what, Nick, I just, I'm not, I don't think so. I, I, I am not the person that goes, well, let me, let's, let's talk about this more. I'm just not that guy. I'm more like, you know what? Okay. No worries. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. That's just makes me. Sense. Gotcha. I'm just like, I don't do the fundamental things that like if a sales trainer was grading me or coaching me or employing me. Um, now I, 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 we sell, but I sell because I'm, Again, I'm trying to uh, make it as easy as possible for me. Um, and I just if, – if if I had to cold call a list of a 1,000 strangers, uh, they'd, they'd tell me to F off. They'd hang up on me and I'd be like, yeah, okay, next. Like, mm-hmm. so, there, so, that's, so that's what I mean I'm, you know, by, right. by your traditional sales standards. Well, no, that's what I like. I like that you, that you get open and personal like that because I think a lot of people, um, to be honest with you, don't realize that they're a bad salesperson and they God, keep Nick's trying. The worst. And well, it's good to hear Nick say that because there may be people that re- that relate to that. I also think that, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's great though, doesn't it? Serve it that way. It's like they say that people who lose their sight can hear better, right? You're not good in this type of sales, but you have your own way of realizing what you are good at. And thank God we're today's world, right, where you can drive search traffic to you. I'm not saying you right. feel in the past. I'm just saying it's ironic that one side that's your weakness, you've kind of found a strength in the other side that fits you, which is. Which is which is really really awesome, um, Will. Why? I mean, why the in, why the insurance industry, bro? Like, I mean, we got cash and stuff like that, but like, it's pretty boring, uh, you know. I mean, unless you're really deep in it, you get excited about drive about winning like a ten or twenty thousand dollar commission account. My my case. I mean, why did you ch- did it did it happen to be that you just started in insurance and liked it and because you knew it, or why insurance? You know, there's a couple of things that I could touch on there, but I mean, one thing just to start with was, you know, just being around the industry for a few years and serving the industry, I just, you know, I was, I just found it frustrating. Like when you try to go and solve a problem and for companies to just be so blatantly obvious of like, yeah, we're just not going to try to help our own customers. Like, and I'm not trying to call anybody, so I'm not going to list specific, you know, right. AMS companies out there. But, you know, you're, you're having conversations in 2015, 2016, and it's like, hey, we're trying, we have a mutual customer. We have a lot of them, and we're trying to make their lives better. And the fact that a company came back and said, yeah, we're just not going to do it for no real reason, or the fact that they haven't updated their software since the 1980s, it's like, I like there was just a part of me. I was kind of sitting back at the end of 2018 going into 2019. And I was like, what, what's my next step? I had left my previous company and, you know, I was kind of figuring out what I really wanted to do and realized that, you know what, I could really try to let's, that's kind of what motivated me. It's continue. What continues to be what motivates me every day is like, how can we change this industry as a whole and whether or not, you know, we're just going to keep pushing and we're going to either force people to adapt to, to us or we're just going to keep, you know, overtaking and continue to dominate in the industry. And that's kind of been our fuel to move forward is and that's where it started from was as an industry, it just felt so behind in a, on a tech perspective. And the fact that it was just so blatantly obvious that companies were just kind of 
sitting back and not helping their customers. It just felt like it was primed for disruption. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. But, but they don't need it, you know? Just like they don't need to work from home until the pandemic happens. You know, they don't need all that automation and stuff like that. Whenever I started talking about the great separator, when I was only supposed to do it for half an hour and I did it by an hour, totally by mistake, totally by mistake. <laughs> Truly did. I would never do that, Nick. And That's I know you don't believe me deep no, down, God, but I never. swear to God. So anyway, so, but anyways, when I talk about the great separator, it wasn't an instant action. It wasn't something that like you just wake up and you're like, oh shit, I missed the great separator. I guess I'm done. It was a slow emergence. Zig Ziglar said that if you take a frog and you drop it in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put the frog in lukewater, in lukewarm water, and you slowly turn it up, it'll cook itself to death. The great separation, great separator is built on agents cooking themselves to death, not jumping out of hot water. <clears throat> And when you see something like what we're in, for all you loyal listeners, it is April 8th. You're probably hearing this in about May, but it's April 8th right now. So, But to be in the middle of this, you can start to see like who's not making it. I mean, literally, I'm going to tell you right now, 10 to 15% of our industry will not make it if this lasts more than a month or two. I mean, they just won't do it. I've got people on the phone telling me they're losing their agency and their mind all because they're forced to go work from home. To me and all of us on this call, that just like blows our mind that somebody would have, be having that much trouble, but they are. I mean, he he didn't cry, but I can guarantee you he was pretty damn close to it when he was on the phone. I mean, and 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 I mean, yeah. and these are real life stories. Well, that's but that's but Jason, that's uh, that's failure to adapt to times. I mean, that's anything, right? There was a time when Blockbuster laughed True. at Netflix when they asked for a million dollars, right? True. True. So it's like, you know, if you like, uh, there was a question that one of my mentors asked me a while ago that really changed my perspective on life. He said, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And it just like, it, it really shook me up on the inside, like for like just the way I looked at the world, because I was like, shit, I can either I can either cling to my values and my perspectives, or I can be open to change and be happy. Um, you know, it's like, I don't care about my identity nearly as much as I care about my future. And, uh, and sometimes those things are mutually exclusive. And so if somebody wants to cling to that identity, which is identity also, by the way, will never be a future thing. It's almost always a current or a past thing. Cause if, if it's in the future, you can nice. change. Right. Nice. So it's yes. like, well, if you're defending your identity, you're defending the past. It's hard to be pursuing the future when you're defending the past. And that's a very, um, you know, that person that is saying that it's, they're going to lose their businesses. It's like, well, that's a, that's a mindset and B that's, uh, you know, if they're willing to do everything for it, 
then they'll have it. And if they're not, then they'll lose it. And um, I mean, I'm not, and I don't even know who that is, right? I'm just Correct. saying it's like, if, mm-hmm. if they're tapping out, that's a choice, bro. Like there's always a way. So um, I don't know. But it's also, the guy's also 57 years old. He's got two people that work in his office. They both have a low immune system. They have to work from home. They have file papers. They, sure. I mean, seriously. Now, this is one of those things, right? I'm not downing the person, and I'm not saying they're wrong or right. It's just that these are real-life situations. And yeah. here's the thing that I want to say, and I want, I'm going to say it because I don't want people to think that anybody's mean, and they know my words are sometimes harsh. You've been warned. Sure. You've been warned. You're in IAOA. You're in agency mastermind. You're in unstoppable, unstoppable uh, producers, whatever that one is with Mike Strom. So you're in these, like you're listening to this and you're choosing not to do anything. And so as I hear and listen to you on the phone, I have sympathy because, you know, I'm just like, or I guess it would be empathy uh, for you because it's just like, I feel it. I'm sorry. But at the same time, I hang up the phone and I think, man, I know you didn't know a pandemic was coming, but you knew it was important to get rid of paper files. You knew it was important to create a digital ecosystem. You knew it was important to start operating out of the cloud. You know, I. Well, Jason, for somebody that's saying that, you know, like, uh, and I've had that conversation. My dad's 70 some odd years old, 72, 73. He has an agency as well. And if if he had to convert all of his systems over and work from home, um, I mean, it's no different. And I don't, I don't necessarily have empathy for that because it's still a choice hire a few people at, at the at minimum wage to scan files uh do that on overdrive for one or two weeks and and you'll be digital like it just forces change it's uncomfortable right. but right. are you uh, would you rather be uncomfortable or unemployed yeah would you rather uh, be right or a, happy it's a real question you know how bad do you want it and if 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 you're gonna cling to an excuse and a story right and if you'd rather be right about that story well then that's your choice and so it's like if if you want if it's paper files that are holding you back, then fucking buy a scanner. Like you know, <laughs> I right. don't understand. I don't understand what the hurdle is. I I hear you. I it's like uh I think it's one of those things you just can't picture yourself in unless you're in it. Like that stuff just seems so everyday for us. And for some people it's not. Hence why right. they've waited this long, even though that's taken this long. Well, Billy, they would rather you- be right though, Jason, than be happy. And that's the same. They're right. Part. No, I love yeah, that. And, love and, that. and add on to that, you know, I, we're, none of us are immune to that. Like I, I feel really bad for, for agents. I, I think the number might be higher, Jason, than 10 or 15%. But I feel I really bad for agents in that situation. Like my heart goes out to those people. Sure. Um, yes, Preston is in 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 the animal kingdom in the food chain. These things happen, and but I, you know that doesn't mean that I you know we don't feel bad or have uh, sympathy for for mm-hmm. these situations. But you know, let it be a lesson that none of us are immune to this. And yes. you know, and I'm not saying this just to promote what Better Agency does, but it's the it's the concept behind it. You know, the the, the there will be a time in ten to fifteen years where if we if we didn't listen to the the last ten to fifteen years that people are talking now, you know, we could be on that chopping block. <laughs> And so, you know, we have to look at what is going to make our agencies effective. What's going to make them streamlined? What's going to make them efficient? What's going to allow us to be more profitable? What's really, you know, this idea of, you know, my book size is this and my revenue is this. I, I don't care about that. I care about what your bottom line says. You know, what's right. going to make our bottom line bigger? You know, is it is it going to be from a, from a, and that's the root of it. You know, the, 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 the fruit grows on the, on, the, on the branches on the outside, but those, you know, fruits are, you know, how many systems do I have? How many, what am I doing from a process and procedure standpoint, which I know is something that you harp on a lot. You know, your process, your procedure is good. Do I even have 
standard operating procedures in my agency? What is it that makes my agency really different? What is that great separator? And I think that if we don't heed the, the warning now, if we don't see the writing on the wall now for those who were before us, you know, we could be on that in that same position uh, in the not too distant future. And so let it be a lesson to to me, let it be a lesson to you that, you know, we have to future-proof our business and we have to adapt to things and and. <clears throat> We have to, while still having a healthy respect of what was uh, there in the past, we have to move forward and say, this is, you know, th- these are the way that, that people that people do business. This is the way that people communicate. You know, the amount of people who don't even know how to do text messaging to their clients or the amount of people who don't even have a simple welcome sequence to their clients or a simple renewal sequence or a simple claim sequence, anything like that, anything that are found in better agency that they're not doing now, you know, they need to, and they don't know where to begin. Um, they don't know where to start it's, it's all it's all there for you and you you can you can leverage that stuff but it's 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 a it's a it's a reminder for us that we have to continuously be thinking yeah. forward we can't look in the rearview mirror we have to constantly look through the windshield and in the direction that we're going and it's important to remember too jason that disruption only happens when there's a bottleneck you'll never see something that's super efficient super dialed in that gets disrupted it just doesn't happen True. So anything that's anything that's offset right now, all that means was they had bottlenecks that they that they failed to address. That's what that really means. And they accepted that. And that's a personal choice, man. And we live and buy and we and we live and die by those, right? It's like we have to own that. It's it's easy to look at this and be like, the government shut down, affected my business. It's like, did it or did it just create the foundation for your bottlenecks to catch up with you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because and this is the interesting part. Money doesn't disappear; it just changes ownership. Um, I've I've uh, I've said this uh, before on Facebook and stuff, but money is like a classy woman that knows her worth. It, it if it's disrespected, it will leave you. It will not hang out long. It will find a new owner. It'll find a new person to be with, a new partner, if you will, and uh, it will be there where it's respected and loved, where it's treated well. Where it's where it's invested and where it's where it has room to grow and blossom and, and it's just a place where it feels respected and, and feels cared for. Money is very much like a a, a woman who knows her worth. And so it, very good it, analogy for for you know for agents that are listening, if they feel disrupted, that's just all that is is an indicator that at some level you've been uh, denying growth for yourself. Really, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like you know, there's because this is the thing. I've seen plenty of agents where they're like, I'm having my best month in a long time. Money hasn't disappeared. It just changes ownership. When somebody loses a dollar, somebody else made that dollar. True. And so you have to ask yourself, what end of the equation am I on? And if I'm on the losing end of that equation, because the dollar didn't disappear, so you're not a victim. Somebody else just had a better practice than you, right? And so mm-hmm. if that's the case, you need to, instead of, instead of going, woe is me, I lost a dollar, go, wait, 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 that's interesting. I'm going to follow that dollar. I'm going to see where that dollar went. You know, it's like I tell people when when uh, when you're trying to grow a sales team, if you want some quick sales chops, just have them get a quote from Geico. You know, it's like you want to watch where the dollar goes. It's easy to hit Geico, but their salespeople are savages. Right. And so Mm -hmm. by by that message, it's like just follow the dollar. It'll it leaves a trail and it'll show you where it's going and why. But if it's leaving you, it's not leaving you for no reason. It's leaving you because you didn't care for it and and it wants to be valued and respected. And so, you know, I learned that lesson the hard way throughout my twenties, man. I didn't value the dollar and, and it wasn't very loyal to me either. You know? Mm-hmm. Very, very good point. I love that money doesn't disappear. It changes ownership. I've never heard of it that way. And your analogy, um, with the, uh, with the woman I thought was uh, fantastic. 
Fantastic. Uh, McBilly, dude, does your, is your last try, does your mic work? <laughs> is it better now? It is, but it's once you get going. So we'll just go ahead and let you go and I'll cut you off if it doesn't sound good. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, much better. I think it is better. Uh, All right. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's kind of, um, it, it really, especially, especially now with what's happening, um, it has actually become more apparent. Um, and it's interesting because you, you brought up earlier about the video thing, right? Um, you know, especially because of what's happening with like the, the, the self quarantine, you know, the lockdown and stuff like that. Um, the, it's more, it's becoming more apparent and more people are actually, um, being more, um, I would say comfortable and um, just accepting the fact that, you know, people are on Zoom calls, people are having um, online meetings, um, people are, you know, just because they're, they're being forced, um, you know, people are adapting more. And so it's, it's interesting because for those people who have never really thought about it, right, now they're being forced, but now um, it, it's becoming more apparent that we as agency owners, uh, we really need to adapt better. Right. Um, and so that's going back to your story, um, to your question earlier, Jason. Um, it was interesting when we met, um, well, we, we, when we had him invited in, into our mastermind, um, Preston and I were actually already working on our own system. So we have our own proprietary system with, um, with Good Vibe Squad. And obviously, as uh, everyone on this call, uh, as you as well, you know, we usually try to Frankenstein a lot of uh, systems together and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I love those things. Um, I'm a systems guy. Um, I love marketing and, you know, um, like I am like, I could, I could code, right. I could code myself, which, um, not everyone does. Right. And, you know, when, when Will brought up the, the, the insure tech and, you know, when, when Preston saw that, uh, webinar with Chris, um, we, you know, it was, um, it was pretty much a game changer because we did see that, uh, a lot of what we're already doing, um, Will has already incorporated into the system. Right. Um, and so the biggest thing is being able to, I think, personally for me, the one thing that I really like about it is the simplicity, right? At the end of the day, not I don't expect everyone, especially, you know, um, for insurance agents, um, we love to tinker and, you know, uh, improve our systems. But not everyone is, right? Not everyone is, you know, like a programmer. And it's so hard, especially with uh, a lot of different softwares out there. They actually want you to kind of be stuck in their own ecosystem. This is kind of like what Apple does, right? Mm -hmm. um, with Apple, if you get like an iPhone, you know, everything syncs together. You're kind of forced to get like a MacBook. You're kind of forced to get all these other systems within their ecosystem. And so not all uh, systems are open like that, right? Um, and so the, that's one of the biggest thing is just having everything uh, simplified into one platform, right? Right. Yep. And that's what everybody who talks about better agency is the number one thing that they talk about. And it comes down to that. Because, yeah, even the slightest simple, uh, you know, where it's not simple, it'll throw an agent off. I mean, even someone like me, I mean, I am not technically you know, challenged, but at the same time, I'm not an expert at it, but, uh, you know, I still, I get flustered and it's not so much that even my technical challenges, I don't have time to go watch a YouTube video when I'm just trying to do something very simple. If I'm trying to create right. an automation or something from scratch, I get it. I need to learn that. 
But if I'm just trying to get a simple email out and I wanted to remind my customer 60 days before renewal, I don't want to have to go through all that. So that's that's what everybody says. That was one of the things that that Langill told me about it right off the bat. So let me ask you a question, Will. Would do you love to win or do you hate to lose? You know, I have so many sports. I yeah, I was about to say I have so many sports cliches in my life because that was my life for so long. Um, there was a, a quote once told to me as a kid, and it stuck with me, which was, "In order to succeed, your desire for success must be greater than your fear of failure." Um, so, to me, it's less about winning or losing, and more of just driving to a goal or a common goal with those of with those around you. So I'd have to say to answer your question best I could, I'd say it would be winning. Um, it's just the desire to continue to succeed and get better is probably what drives me day and night. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I was listening to um, uh, Bill uh, Bill Belichick, and he said that sometimes the toughest game, the co- toughest practices on Tuesday to have are the practices after we won the game, right? Because a lot of the guys – it feels good, but sometimes when we lost, he said it was easier to get them to understand like on Tuesday, like, cause they were like, man, we lost, but because you um, professional at- athletes deal at such a high level that to them, it was like, let's get into the, into the, into the, um, you know, on the, let's go look on the whiteboard. Let's figure this out. Let's get on the practice field and make it happen. And that's what, that's the way that he had described that. And I thought that was very unique because most people would think that after a win, you would probably have a very upbeat, you know, probably better practice. But he said it was completely opposite to that. And that's why he liked – that was the only thing he liked about losing was he knew it was a right, great way to, to, to teach his people. And what was your sports background, Will? Yeah. Um, and to, just to tie into that too, I mean, a lot of coaches – come agree on. With it. What was that? I said, yeah, please, come on, add to it. Um, is a lot of coaches – and I do believe this – you learn a lot more from losing than you do winning – when you win, you have a, you have a tendency to get complacent. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it stands out in business as well, especially with older companies, right? There's a complacency versus a young startup hustling company that's bootstrapped coming from the ground. Like I like that mentality. Um, and it's a mentality you don't get a lot when you're constantly winning, when you lose, it teaches you to be scrappier. You come back in more motivated. If you're on a winning streak, you have a tendency to get lax. So that's why I always find it interesting that whether it's the Patriots, and their dynasty run or different dynasty runs uh, that you've seen throughout various other sports is how do they keep that edge about them to continue to have that grind of a, you know, usually what you only get when you're losing, but how do you keep that grind when you're continuously winning? Cause it's easy to get complacent even at the professional or the Olympic level um, to tie into my background in sports. Um, I mean, I grew up playing football. That was my dream. Um, I was a zero star recruit out of high school. So I was not on rivals, anything like that. I had to go to junior college. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a uh, full ride football scholarship to Youngstown State. And I spent about two seasons bouncing around the NFL with the Steelers, Eagles, and then for about two days, the Chiefs as well before injuries ultimately uh, forced me out of the game and I had to reinvent myself. What was the injury? I tore my abdominal wall off my pelvic bone. Um, Mm -hmm. It was deemed inoperable uh, to the fact that it was just going to patch it, which means my career was basically done at that point. When the doctor told you that, what was your first thought? You know, hey, this is a, this is an interesting story. We can go there if you want, but honestly, it was it was uh, it gave me a sense of relief and peace. Um, you know, coming, you know, I wasn't I was undrafted. Um, I was low man on the totem pole. I was I would 
I, and I've told this story before to other people, but when I played in the NFL, it was actually one of the lower points of my life um, <clears throat> from just a mental aspect. But I, I mean, I won't go into all the details there, but, uh, you know, I was at a point where I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to keep playing or football or not. Uh, and I'm a religious guy, so I spent a lot of time praying on that. And when the injury happened, it was felt like my prayers were answered, even though I had to go and figure out what my next steps were, which ended up being working at LA Fitness for $1,000 a month, which was a humbling experience. Um, but I had to re- reinvent myself and figure out what I was going to do in this life. Jason, imagine how hard that would, that must be, like losing, mm-hmm. like losing the ability to walk on your second leg and having to learn how to walk on your third leg. Okay. All right. All right. Said you're a religious guy, a spiritual guy. I think that's really cool. Didn't know that about you. I don't know a lot of stuff about you, which uh, is is pretty cool. I should have figured that because uh, I love the company that Nicholas always keeps. He always keeps those nice, uh, faithful guys around him. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's the reason why he hangs out with me. It has nothing to do with other than that, like, I like Jesus, and he likes to ask me. I was I like with everybody. Uh, I like I everybody, was, Jason. You do like everybody, but it was great when we were when I flew out to see Nicholas, and Nicholas dropped me off at my hotel. Came in my, he sits down in the couch in my room, and and like just immediately busts Where into. Where are we going with this story, Jason? Just <laughs> yeah, no, 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 never mind, never mind. Yeah, never mind. That was we were just hanging out because it was the last thing we had to do there. But anyways, it was a cool conversation. So, so we'll back up off that conversation. So, anyways. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, Will, I mean, seriously, it's good to have you inside the industry. I appreciate you. Um, I do think that you um, have got good company. I'm just going to tell you guys. Uh, I had a uh, large company reach out to me last probably, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. I called them back like on Wednesday or Thursday. And their first question to me was, we're making a big investment. And I was, and they were like, and we just want to know what you think about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, what is it? And they're like, we think that we're going to, we're going to partner up pretty hard with this uh, better agency. And I was like, oh, really? And I mean, just so that the loyal listeners know, I mean, when I was put on the point, I, I, I am very open about, I will talk about people that I know don't necessarily do the right thing or treat people the right way. And, and if you have a product that I don't think is good or other agents don't think is good, I'm not going to necessarily bad. Now I'm talking about people who don't do people right. And I just, when I, when he called me and he said, I said, dude, these are good dudes. You know, these are good dudes that you can trust. They're hardworking guys. They're not going to put up with your bullshit and they're going to demand a lot out of you. But, but that was, uh, that was the conversation we're having. And, and it was surprising to me because in a, a, a um, company of their size um, really kind of started to put the, the legitimacy to better agency. And, I, and when I say that, you guys know I don't mean disrespect on that. It's the fact that you guys are a startup, as you said, Will, bootstrapped. But you guys are coming out of that. And uh, I think that you guys have a great team. And uh, between all of you guys, I mean, between Nicholas, Preston, and Throw McBillion, I don't know you as well, uh, Will, but that's a, that's a hell of uh, some brains to pick and to try and stay focused with your company. So I'm really excited well, Jason, for all of you. you know, and I, As you know, in Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise guidance, you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Well, I don't know that because I would never claim to know the Bible. But I mean, I try my best, but I I don't know hardly any of them. But uh, Preston probably that really Google that. Did you did you Google that, dude? <laughs> okay. I, actually pulled out, I actually pulled out my Bible. 
Okay. Uh, well, now you're lying again. So Nicholas kind of Nicholas trying to wrap this up. I want to go by everybody one at a time. Um, uh, what are your What are your thoughts? Um, anything about like the current industry we're in? Where are industries going? Better agency? What YouTube and what you're doing? I mean, please tell them a little bit about your made you look marketing. Everybody in the world should know about it, but maybe they don't. Kind of uh, stand on the pedestal for a minute here and talk uh, talk yourself to wrap it up. Go ahead, Nicholas. Sure. So, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been honored, you know, Jason, you call this, um, the insurance industry is, is the greatest industry that God ever made. And, um, I believe, I believe that, uh, I believe mm. we're seeing proof of that, um, where many are struggling, yes. uh, with things we, um, many are not, and they're not because they're in a great industry. Mm. Our industry has a lot of pluses. It has a lot of positive things. There's a lot of great things about it that allow us to put food on the table, to live a life that we want, um, that keep the lights on, the kids fed, um, all that good stuff. But that's not to say that the industry doesn't have challenges. The industry has lots of challenges, has lots of things that um, are archaic, has a lot of things that are um, that could be better. And, you know, the software partners that have been in existence uh, for, for the longest time, the companies, the solutions, quote unquote, that have been out, have, um, have not done us any favors. They've done great at sending us invoices, not so great at giving us the, the tools that we need to actually live in the year 2020 and beyond. And so what you've seen for years going, because of that, what you've seen is you've seen, uh, and this is a testament to, I believe, you know, the way that our economy is, is built in the free market is that you've seen agents before come out with these solutions. You've seen companies come out with these solutions that have spoken about the need, have spoken about the idea, but really all they've done is put a Band-Aid on, on the problem. They haven't really looked to solve the problem. And what Better Agency is doing is it's seeking not to create a Band-Aid, but it's seeking to create that, uh, you know, that cure, that, 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 that uh, you know, that, that healing process that we, that we need so we can actually, you know, survive and thrive. Uh, and, you know, when you can, when you can, uh, promote yourself when you can be the person, the authority in, in your town, state, neighborhood when it comes to insurance. And you can pair the ability to generate leads and opportunities and put them into a tool that actually helps you sell and actually helps you make money. You know, we had somebody in our, in our group last night. She's brand new to the system. She talked about the fact that she's just paid for better agency for the next, I think, four or five months with one sale as a result of using the program. And so when you, and she doesn't even know, she's self-admitted. I don't even know the, the system like I should because I haven't dedicated enough of my own time to it. So when you pair powerful tools yeah. with powerful uh, marketing, you know, you can have great success. And I'm excited about where our agency is going. I'm excited about where it's going for uh, our users, people that are, that don't, that don't have, a, don't have even the desire to, to know how these things work. They just want results. You know, we, we want results. We don't care as much how we get there. We just want to get there. And that's what better agency seeks to do. I mean, most people can, can change absolutely nothing in their, in their, in their life, in their agency, and they can see results. And, and that's what we strive to do from the onboarding to the in total experience, to the output. You know, we want to make this something that agents don't require a lot of mental friction and bandwidth to operate. They could just, they can get in, they can put the keys in and it's, it's, it's the difference between an automatic drive and a stick shift car. You know, I could just put the car in D and I could push on the pedal and I can go forward. And that's what we, that, that's what we're trying to solve for. And, uh, you know, 
I, I see good things for industry. I see good things for people that, that learn to adapt. A lot of the discussion today was, was around that. People that learn to move forward, learn to change their mind on how they do business and, uh, and they grow, right? They adapt. And I think that, I think there's lots of great things to come for really, uh, for a really large amount of people. And I think that people are looking to jump in and say, you know what, I want to, I want to grow my brand. I want to do it with video. You know, we have, we have platforms for that. Our users are going to have solutions for that. People that want tools to just grow their agency and to stay uh, important and relevant have the tools to do that now. Uh, and, but, but more than a tool, you, you got to know how to, you got to know how to swing a hammer uh, if you're going to put the nail through the wood. And, you know, that, that's beyond just giving you the tool that I think that's one of the things that better agency does better than most is, you know, the ongoing, how to drive the nail through the wood. Um, and, and I'm excited for, for where it's going. And I, 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 I think the, 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 the sun is bright and the, and, and what we're going to be doing in the next 12 weeks, even where we've come, I think it's going to be really unrecognizable in a really good way. That's awesome, and, man. And That's awesome. And, to, and I'm really to, happy. You're, you're going to get the, you're going to get the, to wrap it up, but dude, dude, I appreciate that. And Nicholas, the thing about it is, is I love how you talk about the, the better agency, but loyal listeners, if you didn't hear any time, he would loop back to that. He was looping back on something and the way you should be thinking and the way that you should be doing things. So don't miss that out. Preston. Yeah, just to kind of tie into that, there's a there's a uh, I, I listen to a motivational thing every morning just to kind of prime myself. And uh, there's a segment from a movie. I don't even I, I haven't seen the movie. Um, it's about a boxer who's in a car accident and loses function of his legs and and uh, ends up getting it back. It looks like a great movie. I want to see it. But there's a, there's an interview that they play in this motivational thing from the movie, and it's kind of like after he gained, regained the ability to walk, and he ends up winning a fight after doctors have told him, you'll never box again. And wow. uh, it's a story of a boxer from, I think, um, like the 1920s, 1930s. And uh, he's being interviewed after this, and the interviewer, she says, uh, what's the biggest lie you were ever told? And he says, it's not that simple. And she says, what's not that simple? He says, no, that's the biggest lie I was ever told. Um, and she's like, well, it's not that simple. And he's like, any of it, all of it. If you just do the thing that they said you couldn't do, then it's done, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's something that, like that, that's something that it's like, it is, man. It, it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, we've been told that by vendors for God, man. I mean, I, I be like, you know, I became a marketer, Jason, because of the lack of options in my life. I had to learn to do it for myself. And then I learned to do it for others. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was just an insurance agent, just trying to put food on the table uh, for the for, for all of life before that. And, and, you know, so it's like, it's not that simple has been what we've been told from tech companies up to this point. It, it's what we've been told from marketers. It's what we've been told from carriers. It's what we've been told. It's not that simple. Um, you know, other agents say it's not that simple. It's like, well, what's not that simple? You know, it's not that simple to, to, to go digital, you know? Well, that's the biggest lie because it is, if you just do it, it is, it's done. It's simple. It, it, you know what I mean? And so it's like, mm -hmm. um, it's important to dispel that lie. And I think our goal is just to make it that simple right? And to make it easy. And I think if agents strive to just like wake up and look those things in the eyes every day that they're alive and, and recognize that it's not that simple is the biggest lie that we're told on a regular basis, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, we can really mm -hmm. push through that. You know, you can become digital, like you don't have to be disrupted. 
like that's acceptance at that point. It, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can you can have a better life. You can have better renewal processes. You can have you can work from home even if you've never done it. Is it scary? Sure, it's new. Anything new is going to be a little intimidating. But you know, it's like agents are. It's it, as scary as it is. Even with COVID today, it is a much better time to be alive than it was a decade ago when we were rocking blackberries and the internet was it was true, you know, garbage. Like, dude. It is, it is, there is so much more opportunity right now from my, from my home than I've ever had in the history of ever. And so, yes, if you're looking at it on a finite level, just measuring today, yes, there's struggles, but there is also a plethora, an abundance of opportunity. And it's like, what are you going to focus on, man? You know, like, are you going to mm-hmm. focus on what brings you down? You're going to focus on what gets you up. And, and so there's so much right now. Uh, from an opportunity perspective for agents to to take advantage of and leverage. And it is that simple. Just do it. Just do the thing that they said you can't do. And it's done. And it's done. Boom. McBilly, what do you got, brother? Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, guys, like, you know, uh, per- personally for me, like, you know, I know, like, especially with what's happening right now, um, you know, life is 10% what happens and like 90% how we react to it, right? Like what is our perspective on it? And so, yeah, it might be scary, especially, you know, especially, uh, kind of like what Preston was saying, you know, a lot of these, uh, big companies and, you know, all the, the vendors that, that we have experienced, you know, it's, it's a great industry. Um, but people there are, you know, there's like status quo that, you know, that, um, that we've been fed kind of. Um, which is kind of like the biggest lie and kind of like what Preston was saying, you know, it's not that simple. Um, and that's what we're trying to solve. You know, um, we are, we basically experienced the same thing and that's kind of like why this came about. Right. Uh, we had to like, look for our own solutions. Um, you know, we're constantly, um, Frankensteining, you know, because of that experience, we had to uh, adapt and that's how, you know, better agency came about. And uh, yeah, I'm personally excited about um, the future. Um, I know, you know, especially with what's happening right now, um, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you focus on, you know, um, uh, where focus goes, energy flows, right? Um, I think for us, you know, we want to make sure that we are taking care of, you know, where we focus on, uh, especially with, uh, you know, the media. Um, and you know, there's, there's so many negativities out there. And so, you know, we want to focus on the, on the, on, on the positives, you know, get us excited. Um, and yeah, I'm personally super excited about it. Um, and you know, uh, I love this industry and, um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. That's awesome, man. And glad to have you. I mean, you know, you're not an agent or a licensed agent and Will's not, but, uh, that doesn't matter. You get the industry, I think more than a lot of other people do. And I think the reason is McBilly, you just, you flat out listen, you know, and I think a lot of people could get that. Preston and I could learn Mm -hmm. a lot from that too. Will Shaw, dude, uh, tell us, uh, wrap it up for us. You know, give us uh, what are some of your thoughts uh, just so that before we close this out and if people want to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, best way to get a hold of me, uh, it, social media, just Will Shaw on Facebook. Uh, email will at betteragency.io or anywhere through our website. Um, I'm super easy to get a hold of. I still, to this day, I mean, we built out a pretty good team here. We are a startup, a bootstrap, self-funded, but we built up a pretty good team here. But I still spend about allocate two, three, sometimes more hours every single day uh, to meet with our clients, to meet with prospects, to get real insight into, you know, what do they want to see? What are they struggling with? How can we help them? So I'm a, I'm an open book as much as possible. Um, 
So uh, I'm always available. So please reach out if you have questions, whether you're using Better Agency or not. Um, like I said, we started like the whole idea or the whole framework to Better Agency is just based off the idea of systems were getting band-aid and, you know, kind of put together to help insurance agents. And our whole goal here is to really make running an insurance agency more efficient, better, easier, all of that to really take an insurance agent out of having to be an insurance agent and really being a business owner and making that so easy that you can log in, create an account and do that within just a few minutes. So that's really what we're about. So I'm an open book. Um, I don't know that I have much more to tie into than that. I think, you know, I think we're all on the same page. I agree with what Preston and Nick and you guys have all been talking about and McBilly. Um, you know, I'm just excited for what we've accomplished as a company in a short amount of time and really, really excited for what we're accomplishing over not just the next 60, 90 days, but for the rest of 2020. Admit, you know, even with everything going on in the world and how shaky that is, we're just going to continue to double down and keep our heads down and continue to work hard. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to just continue being who we are, which is just grinders. And, and Jason, I just want to wrap this up too. Like, like Will said, we're here to help people, man. If any of your listeners have questions, if they're, if they're looking for, you know, if they're like, man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get a leg up and I just don't know the next step. I don't know what to do. I, you know, I, I want to generate some traffic. I want to, you know, I just don't know what strategy to implore. Like, I, and this is just a personal thing. I don't care if they're better agency users or not. We, dude, we love helping people. So if there's any of your listeners that just have questions, they're welcome to reach out. McBilly's a wealth of knowledge. Will is a wealth of knowledge. Nick's a wealth of knowledge. I do everything I can to help people. So it's like they can reach out to any of us. Um, you know, we're here to support. Uh, we're here to support, you know, people. We just want to see people win, man. That's right. And I know you guys do. And that's why I brought you on. And that's why I gave you the time. A lot of people are going to ask me to come on outside of my sponsors and say, Hey, can you, can I talk about your product? We didn't want to do that. I knew that your product would be a nice pillar, but you guys would be, uh, what should I say? The nice Ivy that would wrap it and look gorgeous anyways. But what's, what's, what's really important here is I wrap this up guys. And I appreciate you coming on loyal listeners. One of the things I want you to take away, cause there was a lot of good nuggets that were said here. But some of the things that I just want you to leave with with some questions that we could do a whole nother podcast on is you heard them talk about um, why they have not given us the tools. You know, why have they not given us the tools that we've needed to be successful? Some very simple things like why does my phone system not integrate into my, into this, right? Why do I not just have campaigns built? Why is it not easy to track the analytics, all that? Why have they not given us those tools? You know, and we all know those answers, but maybe you haven't thought about those answers because I mean, why do they say that it's not that simple as Priston says, why do they say that? You know, they have their motivations, they have their reasons. And when they all are saying it, they all have probably a common reason. And that's where I really, really love things like better agency. It's the reason why I say it a lot that sometimes what we do is we, I think the big eye does this a lot and, and I've, and I've beat them up over it is for instance, like with Accord, I don't know everything that happened on behind the scenes, but I know that the big eye likes to prop up dead trees. They like to help those organizations who just have always been here for whatever their reason may be. But in that situation, when you prop up dead trees in a forest, it prevents the growth that's trying to come up. And here at the same time, we're trying to tell these dead trees or we're trying to tell the new growth, oh, it's just not that simple. No, you don't have, it. You don't have the tools and you don't need them. 
Well, really, I guess you really truly don't because that new growth eventually is going to grow up and realize that that dead tree is just being propped up. And, and I think that that's some of the stuff we need to look at when we're talking about being smart and we're talking about using efficiencies. One of the things that I was thinking, I think it was Nicholas that said something or somebody said something. Um, and it got me thinking about what Billy Williams has told me. He's told me, he said, Jason, he says, where I've seen you grow is the denomination that you think in. I've heard Nicholas tell me years ago, he said, Jason, you always have to act like you're going to win the Super Bowl. Remember that, Nicholas, when you told me that? You do. He's probably falling asleep. Nick actually had to, he, had to, he had to take a call oh, real quick. okay, and I apologize. But that's something that Nicholas tells me, has told me, and it got me thinking in that. And so I was, and yeah. I was thinking about some of the things that they were talking about. And think about this, loyal listeners. If you have a million dollars in revenue and your average revenue per client is $10,000, that means you have a hundred clients. If you have a million dollars in revenue and your average revenue and your average revenue per client is five hundred dollars, that means you have two thousand clients. Yeah, I think you need to. And Preston, you hit on this, and I want to wrap that up so we can go. Is that we need to start realizing like where are we good at that? Like if we're really good at service, maybe that's the type of agency that it's okay for us to have two thousand. You know, but if you're really a good salesperson, maybe it is better for you to have a higher revenue. There was a lot of things that maybe you may not understand now as you hear this. Listen to it again, because that's the reason why I brought these on. Everybody, thank you very much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I really do. It is that do. simple, Jason. It is. It is that simple. You're right. Will, thanks for your time. McBilly, Preston, tell Nicholas I said hi. And all you loyal listeners out here, thank you very much for once again listening to Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass, Will, Preston, McBilly, Nicholas. We are out. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? It's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary VoIP system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition for your business. That's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win and it is. You can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. Cass approved.